0: So good evening everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Nice to be with, with all of you. Any question tonight? Interesting, Prabhu. There's probably gonna be a few more. <laughs> <laughs> One could could last a while, but
1: we'll see. <laughs> with further emails. Yeah. <laughs> I was at a festival with, I don't know,
0: 1,500,
1: 2,000 devotees. Festival Kijai. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and And uh, I see different levels, you know, we're all doing the same things, but some people really move along quickly, Vaisheshika was there and Giriraj Swami, and there's, there's a lot of really nice devotees. So I'm wondering, what is it that, that drives bhakti? We're doing the same things, but some people really take to it much more quickly. Some move along more quickly. Um, so that's the general question. And then if you think it's appropriate, some things personally about you. Yeah. You're, you're taking it pretty seriously. I was, I was wanting to ask this of, of some of the devotees there. And I'm like, you know, why is it that But it didn't seem appropriate in such a big... Setting. It's like a personal question, but how how do we move along? What is it that, that helps us really progress?
0: Well, you know, I think the answer is fairly simple in a sense. To use an analogy, you know, all the flowers in the garden don't blossom at the same time. For that matter, they're not all planted at the same time either. So... Um, um, Rupa Goswami in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu has also explained that um, Bhakti Rasa or Rati hmm, Rasa is a condensation of Rati um, like, a, like a ray of the sun Sura Sattva Prema Suryamsu Samme Suryamsu and Amsa ray of the son of Prem, that is, Rati. But in order to turn Rati into Rasa, he says, requires some previous participation in previous lives hmm? to reach that kind of uh, uh, condensation, if you will, and in intensity of practice. What does Rati mean? Rati means bhav, Another name for bhav. So, well, uh, there are, of course, in Uttambhakti, This is um, the term that Rupa Goswami uses in his tome, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Uttambhakti. Uttambhakti is also called Ananya Bhakti. Ananya is cintayantomam yejanah Tesham tesha mitya payuktanam, yogachemam baham yaham, for example, in the Gita. Or it's called Keval Bhakti. Hmm. It's called um, Sudabhakti, Bhakti. Hmm. Different names, but... Um, um, so, it all mean, Ananya means no other. Ahoytuki uh, bhakti. This is also a term used in, in Bhagavatam. Savaipum sa parodharma prasidati. So, causeless no other, means no other, nothing else is causing it. It's exclusive. Bhakti So, I think maybe Rupa Goswami coined the term Bhakti because there are many different kinds of bhakti. But when we speak of Uttan-bhakti, Keval-bhakti, Ananya-bhakti, Shuddha-bhakti, it's all the same. These are all synonyms for the same. If You take the Gita, for example. One of the ways, of course, for understanding a book is you read the beginning and you read the end. Right? Hmm? So, what's in the beginning of the Gita and what's in the end? Uh, um, for example, when Krishna starts to speak in the second chapter, what does he say? Uh, he chastises Arjuna. He says... Um, Hmm. Don't lament. Pandits, learned people, don't lament. Right? He opens more or less with this. What does he end? Sarva dharman pritta raja aham sarva na na what
2: is it?
0: Yeah, no such just so same thing. Don't worry, he says. Don't worry, be happy. <laughs> this is the Bhagavad Gita. So, uh, uh, it, so you, you look at the beginning, you look at the end, and then you, there, there's other things too. But um, relative to the to, the, to, the, to the, the, the the question and answer, as I'm giving it. Another way of understanding the book is what is repeated throughout the book. Hmm? So if you study the Gita carefully, you'll see Ananya Bhakti is repeated throughout the book. When he begins to speak about yoga, he says, Neha So this is about, he's beginning to speak about yoga, but he says about this yoga, hmm, there's never any loss. So it means it, it, it cannot be a yoga that's driven by the gunas because what's driven by the gunas will end up in a net loss whether rajagun, tamagun, even sattvagun unto itself. So karma is governed by guna. Hmm? Uh Jnana, yoga, they're governed by sattvagun. But under themselves, obviously, nothing from the from within the gunas gives you purchasing power within the nirguna. You have to get something from that side. Hmm? Grace from that side. I think we talked about it yesterday That's a visa. You might even have a passport, but so what? Hmm? Have you got a visa? Go back. Hmm? So Bhakti means visa, so to speak, coming from that side, right? So it's Nirguna. And that's part of your question. Well you know, what is Bhakti kind of? So what is bhava? So it's um it's of course uh, um, a, uh, 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 so, again, through the Gita. So, he begins his talk about yoga with. If you study the verse carefully, he's talking about bhakti. Oh, then he goes on to talk about nishkam karma and so on and so forth, dhyan yoga and gyan yoga and karma yoga. And then he ends that section on yoga with what? Yoginam hmm? <inaudible> mapisarvesham madkatena daratman. Sharavan bhajateyamam saamyyukta at the He's talking about bhakti yoga. And then he goes to the middle section of the Gita, and he seems to be talking about himself. I am this, I am that. It seems very kind of, whoa. The first six chapters, it's all about you. The conclusion of which is, you're amazing, right? He's talking about the Atman. He says, it's not this, it's not that. It can't be withered by the wind. It can't be drowned by the water. Uh, it's not dividable. It's uh, so on and so forth. And in the end he says, what can I say? It's amazing. Hmm? As charged about, it. it's ma You're amazing, so it's nice to hear. Right? You know, okay. Uh, he brings us in, so to speak, a very, very good preacher there. And then in the middle, middle chapters, suddenly he starts talking about himself, and you think, I don't, I'd like to hear about me, but i do not know to get hear about you. And you, you sound a little full of yourself, you know. Also, I've, I've met people who got a little put off by the middle chapters. And he seems a little, you know, egotistical. <laughs> uh, Everything, but actually, Krishna's not talking about himself directly. The middle chapters are about bhakti, hmm? ultimately. They conclude with which is the Rajavidya, the king of knowledge, the Rajaguyam, the secret of secrets. Just so happens that if you're going to talk about bhakti, you have to talk about the object of the bhakti too, which happens to be him. So, he has to talk about himself. He's going to talk about bhakti. But if you study the middle chapters, you see he's really talking about bhakti, and he gets pretty emotional. Hmm? you are getting, getting into, into the ninth chapter. There's mixed bhakti mixed with yoga. Eighth chapter, bhakti bhakti mixed with karma. It comes in the ninth chapter. It's bhakti and bhakti, and he says, and and uh, there's this. There's some like this. Some worship like that. Some some don't worship me. Hmm? Right? He says there. What does he say about them? There,
2: um,
0: ninth chapter. Um, they think that my body is material. Hmm? Ah. There you go. So, then he says, however, he said now he's coming on strong. He says there are others. Mahatmanas daivim prakriti mashrita. Right, and what do they do? Uh, they uh, satm hmm? right uh, uh, they they're always chanting he said they they are those they're 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 Mahatmas. they're big souls that means they're very generous they're but they're 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 givers. The more you give, the bigger you become. that's the mystery right Life proceeds really not rationally but mystically because it would seem that rationally if we were to give away, we would have less with our experience is that when we give, we become more, hm although we can't hold it up and say, "See, I got this, I gave," but people become attracted to givers, they're bigger, they're full, they they've so so he says they're mahatmas, they they work under the Daivim prakritim, that means they're under the influence of the sarup Shakti, not the Maya Shakti, Daivim prakritim, the sarup Shakti. they're moving in this world, hmm. Creating the good fortune of others, they're doing kirtan, and he goes on, of course, he gets very emotional speaking about them he says, and ultimately he 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 says, and what he says sudaracharo hmm, he says not only does he say, don't criticize my devotees, even if you find a blemish in there.' He says, "Chipram bhavati dharma masashat chantanagachati. nagachati." Hmm? He says, "Glorify their faults, and you will become righteous." Hmm? That's pretty emotional. <laughs> Krishna's is pretty, pretty attached to his devotees. He's, he's, I mean, this is a guy who gave some type of bhakti to Putin just because she was dressed like a devotee, even though she had uh, such a dastardly, you know, deed in mind. Right. If Uddhava says, "Ah, oh, what is it? He's, what does he say? Um, he's oh, bhakyaṁ sthānakalokuttam. Who well, is Uddhava? You have to, of course, understand the ca- character who's saying it, right? What Haranyakasipu says things in the Bhagavatam too. How, how seriously should we take those? You know, but but Uddhava speaking. He is Krishna's advisor. He's Shastravit. Hmm? In in Dwaraka, he's advising Krishna." Hmm? That's why he was sent to Braj, hmm? to advise them, no, to be advised, hmm? to take it to uh, another level. And having gone there, having seen the condition of the devotees in Ananya Bhakti, in the, in, in uh, Gyan Shunya Bhakti, hmm? Bhakti unencumbered by, by knowing even, hmm? then what he said, oh, who in their right mind would worship anyone other than Krishna? Putin gave poisonous breasts to an infant, infant. You couldn't get a bigger contrast, right? Dressed like a mother puts the tender nipple of her breast in an infant's mouth and it's poisoned. That's for CNN headlines. Yeah. You know. <laughs> God. And, and, and it was this, and he gave her... Eternal motherhood. So, who in their right mind would take shelter of anybody else? And this is Uddhava's conclusion—it's a, it's a wise person, right? A wise person makes such a such a conclusion. Hmm. So, uh, I mean, this is a person, Krishna, who's driven by bhakti. The very personhood of Krishna is is exists because of bhakti. In other words, you can't be a teacher unless there are students. You can't be a student unless there are teachers. Hmm? So Krishna can't be Krishna without lovers of Krishna. Hmm? Really. Therefore Prabhupada said Krishna's never alone, right? Krishna means otherwise take away quit take away the bhakti, you've got Nirvishesh Brahman. Hm? Only. Hmm? It's also a form of God, but you know, can't do much with it. Not much you can say about it, right? It's indeterminate. Hmm? Shankar thinks that well, that's the that's the absolute, so you can't say anything about it. So we tell him, good, be, sit down, be quiet. <laughs> now we 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 have an idea of a, of a determinate feature of the absolute, and we also say yes, we agree with you. He's beyond words, hmm? but that doesn't mean we can't say anything. We can't say enough about him. Hmm? That's so, so we continue to talk. We can never. Hmm. fully adequately describe him. and has a thousand hoods. He's trying to describe one pastime completely. He can never reach the end. Hmm. So, so Krishna anyway gets real emotional there in the Gita, right? He's talking about Bhakti. So talk, Pointing anyway being, talking about Bhakti, he has to talk about himself also. So he's really not so egotistical. And you see, he's talking about how much I love my devotees. And you, are amazing just as an Atma. Hmm? That's cool. But you have the potential to become my devotee also through Bhakti. And then my position, I've been talking about my my position, he says, is that I'm subordinate to you. Hmm? If anybody criticizes your faults, then I'll criticize them. Hmm? I've got your back, so to speak. Hmm? So he's quite, quite friendly, actually. Quite friendly. So you know, then you move further. So, point being that bhakti, Ananya Bhakti, there are verses in all the sections of the Gita. So, it's something that repeats itself. So, Bhakti is taught in the Gita directly and indirectly. Anvayad v'tireka bhyam Hmm? Chatur Shloka Bhagavatam says you should search it out directly and indirectly. So, the text with Bhagavad Gita, for example, works that way. It says, this is Ananya Bhakti. This is not ananya bhakti. This is some other kind of bhakti. This is some other kind of yoga. Hmm? It works like this, and then the, so by talking directly about it, its virtues, and then indirectly talking about it by talking about something that's less efficacious, hmm, that endears someone to him less, and so forth. Right. So it's really only about one, one thing, one subject, ananya bhakti. And Rupa Goswami uses the term uttam bhakti. Right, And he says that in this Uttam Bhakti there are three divisions. Sadhana, Bhava, and Prem. Hmm? So you can be an ut. Sometimes Prabhupada said, all my disciples are pure devotees. And we say, well, I don't know about that guy. I'm sure I am, but... <laughs> so what did he mean by that? So, oh. um, so this is one, of course way of explaining. They're all uttambhaktas because they're all uttambhaktas of the sadaka type because they all embrace as an ideal uttambhakti which marginally describing as Rupu does is uh, devoid of karma and jnana. In other words they anyavilashita shunyam jnan avritam anukulena Krishna uttama so when he says devoid of karma and gana, means they have an ideal that they want bhakti not for acquiring something of the world, nor do they want bhakti just to get out of the world. They want bhakti for its own sake. They've identified with this ideal, which they've gotten through sadhu sangha. They got this idea. They're not up to the ideal, but they've got, that's the ideal that's driving them. Hmm? They're still under other influences, but this is their ideal. Pujjapada Sridhama said a nice thing once just to show the charitable uh, and magnanimous nature of bhakti. He said that that, um, it's thought to be noble if one judges another not by their um, past, but by their their present. Whatever he did in the past is one thing, but see what she's like now. Let's judge them on that. Not, not everybody can do that, right? Oh, I knew Triparari, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just to give an example. I mean, it works for all of us, Sorry, so <laughs> that's not too generous. <laughs> um, so, but Buddhacharita said, Shidama, Shidama said how Mahaprabhu was more generous." He says, "We shall judge a person not by her present, but by her." ideal by which she will become hmm. Hmm. my ideal is uttam bhakti you say th- this is of course what you talk about what drives bhakti this is what drives rag bhakti rag bhakti is of course what mahaprabhu came to give to the world this is the external thing that he came to do it's said that he had internal reasons and external reasons the external reason is the yuga dharma but if we look carefully at that he took that Yuga Dharma, which is Nam Kirtan, and he wove it together with a wreath, with a making garland of prem. hmm And then he gave it to Nityananda Prabhu to give to the to garland the world, so that by that Nam Sankirtan, which is the Yuga Dharma, you would get the Nam Sveshtam, the highest conception of the name, and the wealth of prame, not available in every Kali Yuga. It's a special Kali Yuga. Hmm? So Nam Kirtan is recommended in that of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra for that matter in the, in the uh, um, what's that Upanishad? Kali on Upanishad, right? Nard asks Brahma asks Nard, you know, how, what's the remedy for del- deliverance, salvation, mukti in Kali Yuga? And he says, So oh, that is uh, there is a Nam Kirtan. And the Brahma says, Kirtan of what names? These 16 names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hari Hari, Hare, Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, 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 Hare Hari. By that you will get, this is called Taraka Brahmanam. Taraka means you'll be delivered. You'll be delivered. So this is the idea is that by chanting Hare Krishna mantra in Kali Yuga, according to the Upanishad, you can get mukti. Hmm? But Gaudiya, Vaishnav Gaudiya Vaishnavism distinguishes itself from all other Sampradayas in the way that it describes its ideal, its goal, its prayogin. By not using the term mukti, it says the prayogin is preem. Preem Prayojan, Panchamapurushartha. Dharma. Artha. It goes like this. Dharma. It goes like this. Dharma. Artha. Kama, moksha. This is the Varnasham. With David, moksha, yeah. Let's not talk about that too much. When if you do, you disappear anyway <laughs> from the world for all intents and purposes. <laughs> hmm? But then, be, be, it, 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 that's like out of here. It's out of the world, right? So, uh, but but now the gaudis are talking about something else. How are you would even, prame, st- prame. And they're saying it louder than dharma, artha, kama. Krishna das kaviraj Goswami. What does he say? He says that one uh, day Sri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda tadjaanandosahorito, Gododai pushpavanto Sando tamonudo Sando tamonudo. It 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 tamonudo. It does away with the darkness altogether. Which he says what is is his desire for dharma art to come, moksha gancha. Hmm? He says this is ignorance. The desire for these. Th- this is ignorance from our perspective. Hmm? He get he, he he does away with this darkness and uh, some and he gives the prame hmm? prame prayojan fifth goal of life. This is like a revolutionary idea. We don't quite sometimes get it, but if you're in the culture. Hundreds of years ago, this is like, what are you talking about? You know, fifth goal of life. Wait, of course, and this is, this is, this is. If you if you understand it, then you really respect the goswamis, and what Chinnabasak uh, Acharya said, "Nana shastra uh, uh, what is it? Nana Bicharano Nepano Sadharma Samstapa Lokanam He Takharino Tivubane Manyo Sharanya Koro Bande Rupa sanatana Ruko Shri Bhagupala what command they had of the shastra, and from it they drew out and gave to us the bhakti shastras, and give evidence to this idea that's like embedded there, hidden in there, hmm? right? Prem is the goal, prem, prem. So we kind of like monopolize this idea. Prem is the goal, prem, prayujan. Hmm? Hmm? Uh So in that, so he took Mahaprabhu, the Yuga dharma. Nam Kirtan and the Kirtan of Hare Krishna Mantra as the Panishad said and rather than Taraka Brahmanam he gives Paraka Brahmanam Nam it means Nam Shrestam as Raghunathas Goswami says Nam Shrestam Apisachi Putra I offer my respect Raghunathas Goswami says to my guru from whom I got not just Nam but Nam Shrestam the highest conception of the name coming from the son of Sachi that turned him into Radha, so to speak. Right? That, that made him the, the 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 figure, the religious figure in the world, a par excellence that no one can compare to in terms of being an embodiment of ecstatic love of God. I mean, that's just very objective. We should just make his case in the world. There is the Jesus, he you know, he was incredible. He said Forgive them for they know not what they do. That's incredible. Such uh, compassion, carrying the cross on his on his shoulder and so forth, taking such a burden. Um, So you know his story's been told. We need to tell the story of the Eastern Savior, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. hmm? Objectively speaking, of course, the Orientalists, the academic wave, and it's still going on today. understanding India from the Western mind without willingness to go outside. But why should you? Because Western exceptionalism has to be, you know, there's nothing better than that. We've figured it all out. Everything has to be seen through our lens. Hmm? This, it still goes on today, even, even in academia. Hmm? Interpre- it's, rather than entering there and and, um, and experiencing it. Hmm? Hmm. Different, different perspectives. So, what was the point? So, so, yeah, so, 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 hmm? Nam Shrestam. So, so, Mahaprabhu, right, they analyzed Mahaprabhu. I said he's the embodiment of ecstasy and so forth, and they thought, they reasoned, well, seems like this Chaitanya had epilepsy. That seems to be the case, you know. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. You know. Of course, we say, but it's not contagious. Mm-hmm. And what he had was contagious. We've got it also. Now we, we, we want it. We've got some of it, and we want more. You want to weep? Like this? You're, well, yes. Mm, right? Uh, what does is, Krishna what uh, Dasgabharas Goswami say? The character of Prem. Bhaya bhisha jalahoi, bhi bitare Anandamoy Krishna premier adbhuta charita. The adbhuta Charit the charita character, the wonderful, amazing character of Prem is that on the outside, bhaya Bisha Jolohoi it looks like, burns like poison. Hmm? But the amazing thing is, bitare Anandamoy inside. It is Ananda, moi, full of Ananda. Hmm? So Mahaprabhu looks like—I don't know if I want to be like that—weeping hmm? and falling and, uh, and and so forth. But what, what 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 living in a room like six by eight with no windows made of stone? Hmm? You don't need a big place to have a big idea. Hmm? Such a big idea he had. It was just. Is exploding within him. And then, like like a great waterfall, that you just have to kind of stand back and go, wow. Like the, the Goswamis, they're trying to like, take that waterfall and turn it into a lake so that you can approach it and take advantage of it through their literature and institutionalize it by writing about it, putting that ecstasy that he is the embodiment of, of and finding him on the map, locating him on the map of the sacred text. Hmm? this is what they did and they come this is mahabhav this is radha's mahabhav in the new form in the form in which it's being given to the whole world hmm? this should this should therefore promoting Saraswati what he says who cares that varaha lifted the world that should be on the back page you know that's a footnote only to today's news you know but chaitanya mahababu has come hmm? radha bhav has come in this form and giving itself everywhere. This is headline news for, you know, for a long, forever. You know, th- th- Who cares about it? Faraha did this, or that avatar did that. <laughs> hmm? Krishna's too Bhagavan Swayam, so and he is that same Krishna. Right? Hmm? So, um, so our ideal, then, Mahabharapun gave Namkirtan to the world in in a special package, hmm? packaged together with Prem. What did Narottam Thakur say? Golokyal Premodhan Hari Namsan Kirtan The wealth of Prem, the wealth of goloka's Prem was exported hmm? through the vehicle of Nam Kirtan. Hmm? So, the power the driving force of this rag bhakti is this. Krishna says it actually in, the, in, in Bhagavatam when he goes to Kurukshetra and then he, he meets the gopis there, right? And he says that, he says that, mai, mai bhakti amritatvaya He says, you know, people approach me for all kind of things people approach me for things pretty dumb hmm. S- some smart people approach me to get away from things okay that's a little smarter hmm. because attachment to things is the womb from which suffering is born so they want to get away from things they want eat they want eternal life hmm. some people approach me reverentially in in devotion and you know okay i'm just going to stand there <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> uh, but but the way but the way you have approached me, he said that has completely captured me. I'm completely captured by that. So this these people of Braj, hmm, they're they they are Krishna and Krishna is Krishna. The love of Krishna and Krishna, this is a chintiabed Radha and Krishna two Bodies, one soul. Hmm? Mahabhav, hmm? Rastaraj, Dviyekarup. Mahabhav, Rasaraj the two, I Meaning The two are trying to become one. Hmm? The problem with Radha and Krishna trying to become one in love, because in love you want to become one with the other person, right? The problem with their trying to become one is they come so close to to one another that Radha starts thinking she's Krishna Krishna starts thinking he's Radha and there's two again so it's just it's a problem the resolution the solution to this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu another altogether the combined Mm -hmm. this is what Ramananda saw Hmm?
2: Hmm.
0: this is what he saw
2: Hmm.
0: Ramananda Sambhad, that's the Gita of the Chaitanya Charitamrita Hmm.
2: Hmm.
0: just like take the Gita out of the Mahabharata what have you got? Mm-hmm. Take Ramananda Samvara out of Chaitanya Charitam. Mean, you still got a lot there, but but this is this is telling the story of what, what it's all about, who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is. Rasa Raj, Dui, the two, Ek group, in one group, in one form, and distributing it at the same time. So so this is what Mahaprabhu came to give the world. This is called, he wants to give the opportunity to enter into his inner Realm. He, he's, tr- he's trying to explore the depths of his own inner realm that his own Leela uh, didn't allow him to do. He couldn't taste Radha's experience of himself from her vantage point within that Leela, so he had to expand and create another Leela to, to make it possible. So it's really like way, way inside Krishna Leela. This is where Gauri Leela is. Way inside there. Hmm? So... Mahaprabhu was giving this to the world just by by the fact that that he can't control it, so to speak. I mean, he obviously he went about it systematically in one sense, but it's overflowing. His pursuit of that ideal, that ideal is overflowing and touching others and so forth. So, so point being, prema is our ideal. Now, what is this? This is rag bhakti, right? Hmm? Rag bhakti. So, what is the What is the driving force? Hmm. Krishna said, like I mentioned to the gopis, people want to approach me for all kinds of things. Hmm. But what you're approaching me for, this is what really makes my boat float. This makes me tick. This is like uh, when when my friends wrestle me to the ground and say, you're not so strong. I "I, I like this. When my mother chastises me, that's sweeter than the Vedas, it's the Brahmins singing the Vedas. When my lover won't let me into the kunja, hmm, uh, this, uh, this, is, this is his own world. This is where, you know, he doesn't have to wear sunglasses, right? <laughs> he's a star, and he's everywhere he goes, people go, oh, are you going get your autograph? But he's got to wear sunglasses. At home, he can take him off. He's Swayam Bhagavan. Swayam means like, um, had, had some, he's himself. He can be himself here. Hmm? You can be yourself at home with others. And what? And, and you're, however special you are, eh, that's outside the house. <laughs> when you're inside, yeah, yeah and that's a feature of yourself. Okay, yeah, you're a big guy out there, but you're home. I know what you like. You eat this. Go to sleep now. Do <laughs> this is, he feels These people, they know me. They don't really know me. They think I'm important, big, but actually... This is my real nature, and these people know I feel comfortable with them. so these he's letting us into this realm. Hmm? Hmm. So the point is that nobody's interested in this. People approach God for all kinds of things, but they have when was the last time somebody asked what does God you know, what does God want me to do, and what's my mission in this world? I gave it in the analogy the other day. If you think of the sun as God, for example, there's an analogy because it's providing so much for it. It gives us heat. It gives us light, peace of mind, happy mind, vegetation. It turns water into rain so that it can be distributed everywhere that we couldn't do on, on our own. It's like So it's providing so much for us. So we, we worship the sun, and, and this is a kind of a God you know, conception, what God can do for you. But who asks what I can do for God? Hmm? Our idea is like, that's cool. The sun, we, but I wonder what it's like inside the sun. Let's check it out. People go, well, you're nuts. <laughs> you can't go in the sun. Huh? But uh, this is—he's providing all these things at a distance. What must it be like up close inside of him? You can't go in the sun. If I can't go in this body, I'll take a fire body. I'll go. But I'm going. Hmm? This is this is the kind of bold idea. That, of God Vaishnavism. You want to go into the in, what? What's going on inside? What's going? What are those nuclear explosions like in there? Hmm? What's happening in there in that realm? Hmm? What? 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 What he does for here? I mean, this is like Krishna's painting a picture. Let's say God's painting a picture. This is this is my ideal. I'm putting my dream, my my feelings on the canvas, and every now and then I've got to change the color. So I got another canvas over here, and I just kind of like that, take another paint. That's the material world over here. And then this is this is this. So to go into onto that canvas, to enter there. This is this is the ideal. So so the point is that if someone gets this ideal through sadhusanga I'd like to be Krishna's friend, I'd like to be a handmaiden of Vrata, that's a cool idea that, you know even you don't understand, some understanding obviously some tattva, we need good association but when it gets this ideal gets Krishna's attention more than somebody who's who's wants liberation and is just about to get it okay very good hmm. but they want this they want me like this they they want to be like 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 Rupa, like like Lalita like Sudam Sudam they want to be like that this is not a selfish idea if you understand who these people are mm. right so this what the, this is what in a very basic sense drives rag bhakti you want you have this ideal by association and you have this ideal you have it you may not have thought about it so you probably have if you've been listening to me for a while but you may not have thought it out that well, but if I start telling you what it's like to go to Vaikuntha, you go, I don't think that's so cool. I don't think that, that's kind of weird. Really? It's like that? Hmm? You haven't heard that much about Vaikuntha because it's not something that we're preoccupied with. There are some Pradayas that are preoccupied with it, and it's, it's if you start hearing about it, you think, I don't. Know, that doesn't sound like, yeah, that's not for me. Because unknowingly, perhaps, to one extent or another, you've been in Confected by the contagious association of of the ragmarg line, and so some some scars for this kind of bhakti are making ingress into your chitta, hmm? and they're becoming disposed towards this. Now that needs to be just just um, nourished. nourished, nourished by further sattasanga and subsequent practice, and so forth. So the rati, the rati, the bhav that we will get this is the seed of that comes from Sadasanga. Hmm? Hmm? so there's sadhana bhakti you are we are uttam bhaktas of the sadhaka type and what is the, what is what is the goal of sadhana bhakti the goal of sadhana bhakti is bhava bhakti hmm? right sadhana bhakti includes the active component of bhakti but not the internal emotive component of bhakti. So it's said that sadhana bhakti is bhakti done with the senses. Kind of like imitation of a good thing is a good thing. It's a little bit mechanical. It's reasoned. I should do it because it makes sense and and, and, and and so on and so forth. Uh, but when, when it comes to bhav bhakti, then the the ingress of srupa shakti bhakti is constituted of the srupa shakti it's what drives the whole spiritual world right so it's a combination of 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 samvit and ladini on the ground of sundini sundini means sat existence but a special kind of existence the Dham. and the combination of the samvit and the ladini would be different if it's madhuri bhakti or it's, it's sakya bhakti Madhurya Rasa, the combination of Samvit, the knowing, I know I'm a friend, I know I'm a love, and a corresponding ecstasy. Hmm. So, this bhakti is um, the essence of the sarup shakti, the internal energy of Krishna. It comes to us through sadhusanga, right? You get bhakti from bhaktas. Hmm.
2: Hmm.
0: It's not like it's inside you. You need good association. You're a Jeeva You're being nourished by the maya shakti. You get good association. And and what's the cause of bhakti? Bhakti. Only bhakti can give bhakti. It's a hoya right? It's cable. Nothing else can give it. If something else could give bhakti, then it would be superior to bhakti. Hmm. Bhakti has the power to dispel the influence of maya like without looking, and to overwhelm Krishna. That's pretty powerful. We don't have the power to dispel Maya or to speak of overwhelm Krishna. We can be overwhelmed by Maya. Hmm? So if we if we have the ingress of bhakti into our life through association, then we have the power to dispel Maya, and the power to overwhelm Krishna and become a member of his leela, where he is overwhelmed. Hmm, right, hmm, follow. So, so we practice sadhana bhakti hmm, with the senses, hearing, chanting. This is bhakti, hmm, right? And um, in due course, going up through different stages, the ingress of the Sarup shakti is increasing. Like when you get to first, your bhajan will be, you know, unsteady, right? So that's what you're asking about it's anishta. so it's got a learning curve to it there's ups and downs because bhakti has made ingress into your life through sadhu sangha and then your subsequent practice of doing what the sadhus do because you you, you, you like them but uh, other things are there right you've been you've ha- you've been on a particular trajectory like a train going in a different direction perhaps and some devotee just kind of stood in front of the, t- the tracks there, mm. mm. stopped the train, and, and, and say, but you got some, you know, momentum, so you're like still going forward in the in the train there, in the in the car or something like that. So the, the trajectory has has been going on since the time without beginning, Anadi, right? So there's two forces in the world, karma's in the the force in the world, also the force of bhakti's in the world. That's why Krishna comes pick up those devotees who can't bear his separation anymore, and whose separation he cannot bear anymore. That's the leela. He collects them up. Hmm? right, And then other people get get to hear about it. right. A few lifetimes later, they're taking birth in it as well. Hmm? So this is, there's always devotees in the world. There's always sadhakas in the world. There's no beginning to the world cycles. There's no end to the world cycles. You're never going to liberate the whole material world and end it. It's one of the shaktis of Bhagavan. It has no beginning, it has no end. You have no beginning, I have no beginning, God has no beginning, Hmm. no end. Hmm. In the material world, the glue that brings together, fastens together the jiva and the maya shakti, that's called karma. Hmm. And bhakti Mahatmas to manipulate him moving Mahatmas moving under that influence, hmm? they can separate you from that glue, take out the glue, right? And so, and, and they, of course, they, and then they, how they do that? By gluing you to themselves. Therefore, Kapila, they've told his mother that attachment for ordinary people, family, friends, and so forth when transferred to a sadhu, that attachment which becomes the cause of bondage becomes the cause of liberation. Hmm. This is peculiar about bhakti, as we understand from uh, Chaitanya Bhakti. We advance not by bairagya, by detachment. We don't advance by detachment. We advance by attachment. We don't advance by vairagya We advance by Sangha or we advance by vairag, a special kind of rag. Hmm? there's Another way of understanding Vairagya. Vairagya in terms of detachment is a byproduct of Bhakti. Hmm? It's an Anga of jnana. It's not an Anga of Bhakti, but it will it will show up in Bhakti. Janyatiyashu Vairagyam Jnanam Chaitukam. But the way that we advance is by By sangha, by attachment to devotees, attachment to bhakti. Hmm? Our renunciation is easy. We love Krishna, so we find out there's something he doesn't like or that's not favorable to loving him, so we just give it up. Simple. Hmm? And if something of the world that people are using for another purpose is useful for Krishna's service, I'll accept it. No problem. Hmm? So this is called Yukta right? It's all it's all positive. The best defense is a good offense, something like that. Hmm. You took a big make a big hole and threw all your karma in there and then covered it up. Hmm. Still it might grow back up again. So our solution is you take a hole, put all build a temple on top of it and do kirtan. So it never come up again. Right? Kevalaya bhakti Sixth canto. Mm. Sukadev, Prikshit Maharaj, to Sukadev, who tested him. Well, how are we going to solve the problem? By good deeds? No. By Gan? No. Kechit kevalaya bhakti. And who understands that? There's a rare soul. Narayana, Parayana. Nakutaschanapibiti,
1: Svarga, Parvarga, Narakit,
0: Aparduviyarta, nam. Muktanam, Sapisidanam. Narayanam, Parayanam. So Kad Bhakti there. it's Keval bhakti, another name of the same. Uttam bhakti. right? Mm-hmm. So uh, So by association with sadhus of a particular kind, then this is the seed then, of the Rati that you will attain. And you realize that at the time I, I got this kind of seed. and I, it's, my, it's my progress as I progress in my practice. I start to understand what's happening to me, that's unseen that I didn't know. Though that this is what's ah, I'm getting it now. So, so obviously, so there's a there's a there's a gradation, right? Hmm. Um, we we, we we everybody is progressing. This is your question at a, at a, at a different uh, at a different rate, it seems. So what's what's driving it, and so forth. Hmm. So at some point, uh, typically, then. The, the bhajan, the the kriya, the practice is, is unsteady because you've, you're you going at a certain pace with a certain momentum and now bhaktis come, but still that momentum is there. you know So um, habits learned in youth are difficult to overcome, right? Hmm. So mostly the reason... This is your question: Why some devotees don't seem to be making as much progress? Well, because um, they're still in the stage of anishta bhajanakriya, which is a learning curve. Hmm? So there's going to be ups and downs. Hmm? And what the best thing that they can do hmm, to overcome this ups and downs and make their practice steady, nishtha. His association. That's what the Bhagavatam says. It says, Nasta Prayeshu Abhadraeshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. bhagavati utama Bhakti Bhakti Bhavati. Naishtiki means Nishta. That verse means, as Krishna Das Kavirajka says, Goswami says, there are two kinds of Bhagavatas the book Bhagavat and the person Bhagavat. Serve the person Bhagavat, read the book Bhagavat. Serve the person Bhagavat, you're going to hear the, about the book Bhagavat. That's what you're going to hear. Hmm? So constant flood of hearing, the implications of the Bhagwat and good association. For most devotees, those devotees in the stage of Anishta, they will advance more by the time they take advantage of such association than they will the time they spend in the practices. Hmm? They don't have the capacity yet to go deep in the practices and draw from it as much as in good association things are drawn out of them or placed put in them and, and, and so forth. So you can go a whole year and make less advancement than you can in one sadhusanga, a good association a festival, a good, good tattva, and, 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 and learn and so forth. So this is the, this is the fire by which we are cooked gradually. So if I come in and say, "Mom, when's dinner? It, it's coming," and, and well, it's not even on the stove yet. You know, well, you know once it's on the stove, it's gradually going to cook. You know, so you need the stove, you need the fire. You, this is what this is what drives the practice. In early stages, sadhusanga drives it more than anything else. It starts the car, hmm? and it gives it a push as well. Hmm? Right. Hmm. So, and then. Because of course, Maraj gave a nice lecture the other day on what is sadhanga. So it's not just like, hey, let's go to the festival or you know? And I and, ah, I'm seeing you in a while. Haribo, you know? And, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's there too. But I mean, it it it's it's uh, it means really to associate with advanced devotees and right and who are affectionate and like-minded and these things. Sadhanga, you know, you have to look at this ang of bhakti and refine it. Hmm. And see, I mean, am I actually engaged in my or not? So, but this is what will drive uh, their um, their progress, steer them, uh, give them uh, like um, eyes to see with, and, and know what's ahead, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, speaking the Bhagwat, speaking the Bhagvat. This is um, this is an argument. The Bhagvat, you see, shraddha faith, right? is what you need to tread the path. Ado Shraddha. Tata Sadhu Sangha. In the beginning, Adho Shraddha. Mm, Shraddhavan When What is it? Bhakti Mnod says another song. He set up a marketplace. Nityananda hmm, And he was selling the holy name. What was the cost? Was it celibacy? No. Was it no intoxication? No. <laughs> That's good, but no. Hmm. What was it then? What I mean, such a valuable thing. What was the cost? Just your shraddha, just your faith. Hmm? Oh, hmm. this is what differentiates Mahabhu's teaching from everything. I mean, you need faith to do anything, but here you only need the faith. But what is the faith then? Hmm? Faith in faith in the argument of shastra. Faith in the idea that there are things that I cannot know hmm? unto myself. Hmm? I don't study the Shastra to make it fit inside of my head. I study it to get out of my head and beyond my head where my head can't take me. Hmm? Can your head take you to an Adi? Beginninglessness? It's kind of like, oh, no, it doesn't fit in there. you know. So let me reason about it so it doesn't have to be an Adi. No, don't do that. Just stop thinking now. Stop reasoning. Shastra says, this is beyond the ken of your present uh Apparatus and instruments, and so sort of take it and go there. Hmm? So, if we don't understand these ideas very well, then it, we can we can slow down our progress. Hmm?
2: Hmm.
0: Um, so, we, 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 what will unify us, of course, is is, this, is the philosophy, the Siddhanta. Hmm? Then our difference can arise not out of anarthas. Out of bhava or differences in in serving and, and so attraction of different angas of bhakti rather than not being on the same page philosophically. Hmm. So, there's a way to arrive, of course, at Siddhanta, and Prabhupada was very, you know, bent on kind of making this point. We've got so many books, they should be studied, like scientists and so on and so forth. And, and this is the, as I was saying earlier today, this is the obeyed, non-difference. Then the obeyed kind of arises out of that difference of expression, hmm? arising out of that singular philosophy that that ornaments it, makes it beautiful, right? In this temple, they do it like that. Hmm. Wow. In that temple, they do it like this. And, uh, but it's the same philosophy. Hmm? They sing this song over there at that time and that that's neat, and over there they do. Not like, that song's wrong. It's here at the wrong time. You know? <laughs> that That's supposed to be celebrated if they've got the same philosophy. Hmm? It lends itself. There's Sakyabhav, there's Madhuryabhav, and so forth. These are different, right? It's rising out of the same philosophy. Hmm? So, by Shraddha we get involved, but Shraddha means Shastriya Shraddha. Faith in the argument, the d- d- descending. Hmm? This uh, Shastra, what it is, in a, in a in a way, is an answer to the question that we are. Humans are a question. Why? Animals don't say why. The plants don't say why. Hmm? Unless we make them say why. Hmm? Right? <laughs> By projecting ourselves onto them. They say how. How to eat. How to sleep. How to mate. How to fend. We say, why should I eat? Why should I sleep? We also say, how should I eat? How should I? These problems can be solved. How to eat, how to sleep, how to mate, how to defend by asking the question, why, 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 why? Then you find, oh, that's eating, sleeping, that's just, just... They forgot to eat. That's how they solve the problem.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they forgot to sleep. They were fearless, the Goswamis. Hmm? Because they asked, Why? I remember selling a book to some guy once in the airport in Chicago, and he he said, so what am I supposed to spend my whole life, like trying to figure out what's the best religion? I said, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) i am supposed to to do? And if it is the best, you'll never figure it out. It's because it's constantly, you know, there's no new insight into it. It never ends, right? You're a student in this school forever, forever, Hmm? right? Even Krishna's become a student of Radha's love, right? So, what is this, that that brain? Hmm? So, Shastriyashradha. Hmm? Sh- Shastras, the question is, why? This is not a question that comes from nature, the natural objective world. This is a question that comes from consciousness, a qualitative question. Nature is quantitative. It has velocity, it has depth, and height, and weight, and you can measure it in this way. But qualitative sensibilities, these are all relative to consciousness. Hmm? So the why is a qualitative question. Why? Meaning, purpose, value. Atoms bouncing off of one another don't have meaning, purpose, value. There's no good or bad. You know, you bumped me the wrong way. You know, one atom against another. There's no, you know, it's not an issue there, right? Hmm? But The qualitative question, why purpose, meaning that we are just driven by, purpose-driven, you know, species. The reason, of course, from our point of view, from the Vedanta point of view, is, is that consciousness in this particular vehicle is coming to the fore, like it doesn't, or does to lesser degrees, in less complex biological, psychological forms, right? It's coming to the fore, so it's asking About what? It's asking about itself. Why? Why can't I fly in the sky and go to the moon? You think the birds are thinking that? Why can't I go to the moon? Maybe I could go there. The fish certainly aren't thinking of that. We think, why can't I go higher than the birds? Why can't I go deeper than the fish? Hmm. And so we make a submarine and a rocket ship and so forth. Because what's driving that is that the fact that we're not bound by the physical world. And we're starting to... And our self is coming to the fore. And so it's, a, But we don't know it. Hmm? So we try to do it by expanding the world. We're constantly trying to expand the physical world so it will fit. Because it doesn't fit. Hmm? We're trying to make it bigger. And they lived happily ever after. Only in the movies. We're just trying to make that happen. Hmm? We're celebrating constantly every second that we expand the limits that were previously thought to be our limits. So, you know, if you go one ten-thousandth of a second faster, you got a gold medal. Everybody's celebrating, one one ten-thousandth of a second faster. Redneck headlines, you know, we're breaking new ground. So this is the Atma trying to be itself in, in the physical world, just not fitting, just doesn't fit. Hmm? So now every species of life has an answer to the basic questions built into their species: how to eat, how to sleep, how to mate, how to defend. If you're a skunk, you stick up your tail. You know, it's you don't have to make have a planning session about it. It's built in. It's limited. It's relative to a point. You know, you can defend yourself right to a point. Hmm? So in human form of life we are burdened if you will by the why question this is it and this question cannot be answered by nature because nature is quantitative not qualitative so this answer has to come from consciousness itself from deep from what more of what we are a unit of so to speak right so from the nirguna world this is revelation so the answer Shastra is the answer to the question that we are. Why am I? Hmm? And it's meant to take us. It's meant to make us rational and engage us in transrational practices. Hmm? Practices make to make us reasonable. It's reasonable to conclude that attachment is a is a source of misery. That was the Buddha's conclusion. He was a pretty wise guy. Hmm? If you're attached to something, you're going to, it's going to, it's not, well, Krishna says it in the Gita, he sums the whole thing up. Dukalayam, Ashashvatam. He tells Arjuna, the world is dukkha, full of misery, is what the Buddha said. And it's as if Arjuna Arjuna thinks, well, you know, I kind of like it. Hmm? And then he says, well, you can't keep it, Ashashvatam, so now what? Hmm? You like it? Well, you can't keep it. Oh no, it becomes a problem. But I like it. Yeah, but you can't keep. I told you it was miserable.
2: <laughs>
0: there it is. This, this is in, in a nutshell. Hmm? We're the kind of people that just can't. We, we can't be comfortable with that. You know, so we got to go beyond. Hmm? And there's methodology. So shastra then, you know, it, 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 it is answering to the question that humans are, and and making us rational, and engaging us in a in the methodology. That's transrational. That picks up where reasoning leaves off. Chanting Hare Krishna is not a rational exercise. It's not irrational to chant. It's reasonable, hmm? but it's it's transrational. It, it, so it can take us where reason can't. Reason cannot, unto itself, break down the doors of heaven and get in there and make it heaven fit inside between your ears. I'm sorry, it just doesn't fit. Even you don't fit between your ears. What to speak of God? Hmm? So this is idea, faith is, 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 a, is a beautiful thing. It's, it's really, it's beyond reason. People think, well, if you don't have reason, I guess, you know, just your faith, your belief. Ugh. But reason, to be beautiful, hmm, must become an assistant, attendant to faith. When reason is serves faith, then it becomes beautiful. Hmm. That's called Shastra Yukti. When Prabhupada said no mental special speculation he meant no cable yukti. That's the modern world. You take philosophy and unhinge it from revelation, whether it be the Eastern Western Revelation of the of the Jesus of Nazareth, for example, or the Eastern Revelation, different forms of it, okay, fine. Bhaktivinoda hmm? Um Bhakti was a theistic perennialist. So okay. Other traditions have value, whatnot. So, so. Now, at a certain point in European history, they unhinged the Renaissance, the 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 the, the, the what do they call it? The Enlightenment period, they call. It. So they unhinged reason from revelation, and we are free to just think it out. And so then you could think yourself away existentialism, existentialism or you could think. I don't have a mind. I'm just a brain. Hmm? I'm just a machine. I'm just a robot. Really? And you want to? And you want to debate with me about it? And, and, and there's no right or wrong. And, and there's no action. Hmm? So that there means there's no right or wrong thought. And you want me to debate about you? Well, well, you know, have a nice day. You know, you don't look like you're having one. If this is your, you know, we have a. So that you could see that it's just the mind just unto itself, reason unto itself. It come up with some very um, unreasonable uh, conclusions, just kind of like masturbating itself. Hmm? It becomes beautiful, however, when it's hinged to something that, that's, that has trajectory beyond itself. Hmm? So to reason about the Avarohapanta, descending. Now, if God, if God uh, wants us to know about Him, you know, it will be on His terms. Hmm? From a mathematical point of view, you could say, how can the infinite, how can the finite know the infinite? How can the finite know? If you know it, means you you kind of arrested it. I've got it. Okay, I got it. What's next? I know it. Next. Such so as the intellectual appetite, right? We want to di- take it, digest it, and yeah, I got that. What's next? That's how some people leave bhakti. They say, "I, I figured that out," and you know, what it sounded cool at first, but now I know it all. Now I think I'll try something else. You know, and they didn't. They 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 just tried to. They were approached with 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 reason alone. Hmm? So, uh, uh, reason doesn't have the power to take us there, but but. If we reason about a path that transcends the limits of reason, then we can become strong in our faith, which is the vehicle to go there. Faith is the vehicle for going there. Not reason, but reason has a role in strengthening the faith. In order to make your heart strong, you have to use your head. Use your head to soften your heart. This is the idea. This is what means... To be moved from a kanishta to, to to bhajan that is anishta to practice that's nishta. That's hmm? fixed. That's going in a straight line now. You were going like this. You were going forward, but you know, it's pretty wide, some of those turns. Hmm? Right? Now in nishta, the road ahead is straight, but. It's not narrow. Now rules and regulations turn into realization. It's broad. There are different interpretations of the same verse. Wow, hmm. there's more than one way to be right about Bhakti. The, 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 the ways to explain things. It's it's so big that it's, it's so wide. It's so broad. It's so it, it, in. Prior to that, the road is curved and it's narrow. You think it's just like this. way. I go this way, I'll fall off and. Uh, Meanwhile, you're you're, you're you're instead of going straight, you're actually going, you know, like like this, and so little bit you're going straight. Hmm. Sometimes you just stall out, and so forth. So, so the 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 problem is in Anishta Bhajana Kriya is is you don't have we don't have sufficient and powerful um, sadhasanga. Hmm? <coughs> sufficient to take us further and and, and and engage our intellect in the process. Guru is not for telling us what to think, but how to think. How to think. This is not for not thinking. Don't think this is for, for okay, I'm tired of thinking. Can you just tell me how to do it? Do hmm? so I don't have to think anymore? No, you have to think. Hmm? It's a challenge. You have to use your intelligence in Krishna service. You have, you, sadhana is an art, it's a skill, you have to be skillful. It's not just a blind thing. Hmm? right? So, not what to think, but how to think. It's a challenge. Hmm? It's, it's, this is a great challenge. If you're not challenged, you don't make progress. Sadhus are meant to challenge us, so we make progress. We're not just meant to go, everybody happy? Let's just chant. Let's not talk philosophy because then there'll be different opinions, and that's not good. Let's just chant. You know? just uh, Well, Bhakti Vinod said that's a whole problem in his time. He said, there are all kind of people chanting, born as Gaudi of and they don't know the Siddhanta. They're not getting any Sambandagana, and they're not getting much results, either. They're chanting, but they're not getting much result. Just to give an example, if you don't have some basic Sambandagana, you're going to do an Aparad. You're going to make an Aparad, because you haven't got Sambandagana. I mean, most people have that, and they've been Shared with that, but then they have to look deeply at what what all those operads are and so on. Anyway, so so this anishtha stage, this is the question: How to make turn this anishtha stage into nishtha? Hmm? Hmm. And you know, and if you have an environment that subtly is anti sadhusanga, even in the name of sadhusanga, that could be a, that could be a problem. I mean, like in my own life, I saw that um, Prabhupada, w- w- when he departed from the world, all, almost almost all of his disciples um, had faith in other leaders. Hmm? Like w- when I was when I was the leader of the uh, you know the. the uh, I was one of the leaders of the... Like in the Radha party, I think I had like 90 brahmacharis or something and two buses or something. And they, they would have done anything I said. I mean, anything I said, they would have done. Without, without any questions. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying anything I'm great or anything like that. And It has nothing to do with that. But that's the kind of faith that Prabhupada created. Hmm. Hmm. So, it, it, the good devotees... They just, they just okay. Must be he's representing Prabhupada. We just, we just, we just go with that. Then come along, he finds out that that well, these guys were not representing Prabhupada. Hmm? Big problem, right? Big problem. So then you, the solution to that, however, is not a reaction of of being so cautious or or like, well, I'm just going to. With Prabhupada because Prabhupada, I know he was real, so okay. So I don't trust anybody else and I'll stick with Prabhupada. That's not the solution. The condition that Prabhupada had us in when he left was a healthy condition. We were ready to support others. Oh, they're gonna lead. Okay, we'll support him. Let's give him a garland, whatever, you know, let's go for it, you know. We Prabhupada had us in that space that was good for our progress. Unfortunately, just, just a little bit of history here, a slice of history. some of the um, representatives were less than um, capable to walk in those shoes in, in a way that was that nourished us sufficiently hmm? And so there was a reaction to it. but a reaction to a problem is not a solution hmm? and if you if you only live with a reaction which, which by which you you start to unknowingly perhaps Unconsciously develop a lack of faith in sadhus, advanced devotees. Don't look for them, you know, because burnt once, twice shy. You can develop a samskara for avoiding sadhusanga. Hmm? Even you can go to festivals and talk, but you know, you don't pay much attention. To the guy that's giving the class or whatever, you know, or it's okay, but you know, this kind of thing. So this, this, this. Historically, this has been a problem, I think, for some devotees. They develop a scar. to... Uh, uh, you know, I remember once, uh, I was... In, well. I can't well, I, okay, tell it. I was invited to uh, um, Mayapur in 1995. For ten years, I had been outside of Iskand. Some devotees had developed some affinity for and the Narayan Maharaj, some members of the G B C and they came to me and they said, Hey, you were right, you know, we understand that you got association with Sri Domarsi, your Siksha Guru. We were wrong to say that that, that 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 was uh you know, sin or whatever and and deviation and so forth. Um and so, you know, we want you to come to Mayapur and, you know, help us make the case, because we got our Siksha Guru and we wanna stand this point point point. I said, oh, Well I can support you and I don't know about your choices, but what you know philosophically you know sure uh, sounds, sounds great. you know let's change the whole you know thing. so but when I got there they all just caved into this kind of pressure of the, of, the, of the community at, at the time. But um, anyway, I was there and it was a few days before the, the meetings and so forth. and they had Ambarish, bless his heart, right came onto the property. He had just donated a million dollars for the um, samadhi, so he came on. It was a royal procession and the garland and uh, incense and everything like that. You know, I'm watching this, and then from down the road, Pramod Puri Puri comes, hmm? comes and he just, you know, he just lives down the road. He over a hundred years old. He comes, disciples pay his respect for whatever reason that day. It just happened on the same day and. And, you know, he was a nobody. He was a nobody. All right, And I looked at that and it was just like, wow, that is like, <laughs> something wrong here, you know. This, it should be done. And it's not Ambarisha's fault or anything like that. But, and he, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I know Puri Marsh. I, I, I knew him. I, I, I brought, you know, I was the, the uh, you know Ramdas, Mandala publishing, uh, he used to be a disciple of Hansu. well I took him to Purimar and he got initiated there and then he funded Purimarsh's mission. This is you know many years after Prabhupada disappeared and he published books and and so forth and did a nice thing for the for the community. So I had some small role in that I'm happy to to, to say, but so he was a very um, extraordinary uh, person. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly worthy of having the, the association of. Uh, I mean, when when he was at the, at the time of the passing of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati the Thakur asked for the song Sri Rupa Manjari of Narottam Thakur to be sung. So Kunjababa, who later became Tirthamarsh, who was the manager of Gaudiya asked Purimarsh to sing because Purimarsh was a Kirtanir. He had a very beautiful voice. So he began to sing Sri Rupa Manjari Pada and Saraswati Thakur stopped him said, No, I don't want a sweet voice. I want a voice with realization And he said, Let Sridhar Maharaj sing. So Sridhar Maharaj had a cracked voice and you know but, he, but and everybody went, Whoa. <laughs> hmm. And Puri Marsh from that day on, he said, I accepted Sridhar Maharaj as my Siksha Guru. He didn't think, Hey, wait a minute here, you know, who's he or and when you would mention Chedar Marsh's name, he would, go, he would go like, huh, Sridhar. Oh, Sridhar. like this. Hmm. And he would do the same for Prabhupada. It's a beautiful story about him and Prabhupada because initially, early on, when Prabhupada came to America, he, he, Puri Marsh was, amongst others, who were a little doubtful about whether they should eat food cooked by these Westerners. Now, we would think that's offensive and weird, but, you know, and there's kind of like a good reason for it. We were weird, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, it's it's, not, it's somewhat understandable. Prabhupada wasn't pleased with it, okay, and that's understandable too, and so forth. Hmm? And in the end, I was there, in, in, well, a month before Prabhupada left, and Puri Marsh came to see Prabhupada when he was ill. And what happened? Um, do you remember exactly the details?
2: Yes, um, and they distributed prasad and everyone took the prasad, uh, didn't take it, the, they left before the prasad was distributed. Only Srila Maharaj sat to take
0: prasad. No, this is different, this, this is a different thing. Okay. Prabhupada said he wanted to give him a give gift. Oh, that part. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah that comes later, when yeah. a, because Prabhupada, he, uh, Purimaraj wanted to build a temple, so he asked Prabhupada to give a donation to, for the building of the temple. And then Prabhupada wrote back to him a letter said, But you don't accept prasadam from Westerners, so how this money is also contaminated? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: That was the early history.
2: That's early so, so then, when in Vrindavan, when Prabhupada is leaving the body, um, and comes to see him, and Prabhupada
0: is asking for excuse, and he's Forgiveness. Asking, excuse me, yeah. yeah. For, for forgiveness, and,
2: and it's a very sweet exchange. <coughs> and then Prabhupada says, after the meeting, he says, I want to give you a gift, and I want to give you some prasad. So then, uh, okay, he sits and take a plate of prasad comes, and he eats, and they say goodbye, and
0: when he's rolled back. He's, yeah. He's Where was back. the gift? Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to give me a gift and then he realized the gift was the prasadam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, oh, he'd tell that story over and over again and and how Prabhupada, you know, enlightened him or something. And gave, gave, you know took him to another level of understanding and he was just so, like, full of affection for, for Prabhupada and the subtle way in which he, which he did that in the context of asking forgiveness himself, and so forth. And this is a beautiful thing. I mean, I was—I'm really blessed to have had the opportunity to see some of these bad people, you know, that you know, a side of Prabhupada that a lot of us didn't get to see. Like we ourselves, you know, we're many-sided, you know, what, what, and not everybody knows every side of us, right? This is another side. When your brothers, you argue with them, you're upset with them. But it's, it, it's that's not the end of the story, right? Hmm? We've had arguments before, you know, so <laughs> we don't. This doesn't continue. But there's something deeper that we're involved in that transcends all of that, right? Hmm? Certainly true with Prabhupada and his uh, his uh, associates as well. So so at any rate, somehow well, we went into that. But Sadasanga anyway is very important, right? And 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 if we don't, if we you know, so if we develop a, some scar for avoiding sadhu-sangha, we really like put ourselves in a hole. Hmm? We we and and I was we were saying we were speaking earlier. You know, some of us, probably disciples, are obviously uh, adults. I mean, we're all adults in the room, but we're like old people. So, you know. We we are wise, you know, enough experience to be able to, you know, take some good over here and leave what's not, and you know, not make more of it than that, you know, um, and expand the association sadhusanga, hmm? and but and let their unity come by philosophy, the right teaching, and it's you know we might have ideas that aren't that aren't correct. It's possible. Hmm? And and if we find out, and it's demonstrated to us, we let's say, for example, someone says, "Well, it's not like this." You know, you 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 you, you fell from bakyunta, you know, because Prabhupada said it. Of course, he said the opposite over here. You know, we know all that stuff, right? But someone says just just keeps insisting, "No, we fell from yeah, we fell from bakyunta," you know. Prabhupada said it, you know? but he said this, but no, Prabhupada said, you know, we fell, you know. Um. You have to ask, you know, what. <laughs> what is the philosophical you know point the necessity that you're finding that you have to or is it just that Prabhupada said it and you took it that way and you can't let go of it or is there a, a philosophical you know reason why you have to have fallen give us a you know that, that will fit with the rest of the philosophy or is it just your emotion that you thought it was like this and your own egos involved and you just can't let it go and and, and so you know that's what Sadhu Sangha is for to break that, so it's not just there to pat you on the back. Sadhu Sangha is there to challenge us, to challenge our understanding, to present it in a way with a new language even that you haven't heard before. So you go, I don't know, I don't have to try it. Did you see that? So what, what did he mean by that? you got to pay attention and so forth. This is what Sadhu is. It challenges our understanding. So if we don't afford ourselves that, then it's difficult for us to make progress when we're still in the stage of Anishita Vajanakriya. Kriya. Hmm. You take someone like Sheka, Well, you know he's not like that. For example, he, he's very you know, prone to take advantage of good association, right? I mean, I know him since he was 16 years old, <laughs> and he lives down the road from me in California. We we supply his temple with the hymns of milk, 50 gallons a week. Hmm. So. Um, uh, and, you know, I mean he, he and I mean, he's his own person, but I trained him in some ways too. We had a good good association. We we used to associate in a certain way, read the books, distribute them, you know, understand the meaning, you know. We were like the first people to read the Chaitanya Charitamrita, you know, hot off the press before it was even, you know, printed in, in mass. Advanced copies were being sent by Ramaswar to me in Chicago and a couple others reading them you know so we, we were you know we were known for book distribution but if you didn't know it we were known for reading the books really well too I mean it was so so and some people can you know, of course now you know you, you come to the fact that also well, everybody's you know coming this from from a different past so some people are are from the previous life, they're, 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 they hit the ground running here, you know, for in this lifetime. Some people, you can tell, he's coming for the first time, you know. He can only understand so much, okay. This person has some scar for bhakti. He or she can understand more and so forth. And so the teacher has to be able to see that and teach accordingly and so forth. So, you know, you have that background, right? Mm-hmm. We're not all starting on an equal plane here, so to speak. So that's one of the reasons why you're up. some will... Progress faster than others, but other, that aside, if we don't take advantage of all that is really going on and don't understand it very well, then we're going to hinder our progress, especially in the stage of Anishta Bhajanakriya. and that, that, that's the stage where 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 it's problematic. When you come to Nishta, okay, then you're, you you've just climbed a hill, and it's hard getting up there, but now huh, you're at the top. And it's just the same distance to go down the other side into the valley of Prem, but it's all downhill from there. And you can see it at a distance. So now Ruchi, Asakti, and Bhava. So from Sadhana Bhakti to Baba Bhakti. So Sadhana Bhakti, we basically do Bhakti with our senses and take advantage of sadhusanga of Sadhus who have a feeling for the whole thing. Who are doing kirtan out of feeling rather than out of philosophy. Hmm? Right? or imitation of a good thing. Hmm? And so, from nishta comes comes then, and ruchi, Nadanam, Najanam, na janam, na sundarim, kovitam, va jagadish kamaya, mama janmani janmani Bhakti bhavatat bhakti, these are the higher stages of sadhana, ruchi, asakti, then bhav, right? So bhav bhakti means that the ingress of the sarup shakti that's there from the very beginning, through sadhu and your practices has reached a certain pitch now that that it the emotional component of bhakti is kicking in. Now your hearing and chanting is driven by bhava, by feeling. And, and, the, and the feeling is specific also. Ruchi is a taste and the taste is specific because in asakti the object of bhakti comes into view and he's particular. If your taste is for sakirasa you're going to see Krishna in a certain way, and certain qualities of his, many qualities are going to stand out. If your taste is, is coming through madhurya bhava, that kind of sadhusanga then the then the object of your love when he comes into view in asakti is going to look a little different. There's other qualities that are going to stand out,
2: hmm?
0: right? So ruchi is 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 a taste for bhakti, an attachment for bhakti. Hmm? and asakti is a attachment for the object of bhakti, and then you've got these two in place. This is what rasa is. There's bhakti, and there's the object of bhakti. There's a devotee who personifies a particular type of bhakti, and there's the face of Krishna that corresponds with that type of bhakti. So you've got those two things. Now, enter into you hmm. Now you're entering into the emotional world. This is inner life. Inner life is going on, and outer life is going on, but that's going on kind of automatically. Inner life is going on. This is Bhava Bhakti. So Bhava Bhakti there's Ankur, the sprout of Bhakti, the Staibhav. I'm the friend of Krishna, I'm the lover of Krishna, I'm the handmaiden of Radha. And it's cultivated through hearing and chanting. Hmm? If you're hearing and chanting it becomes focused in relation to the Bhava. Hmm? And then the seed the sprout stai-bhava, Sakyarati, Madhuryarati becomes Madhuryarasa sac- by different ecstatic ingredients coming in, uh, together, like cooking, you know, the dal and putting enough spices in and you know the right ones and so forth. Right? And it becomes a composite, hmm? Bhakti rasa, and still you can taste each little the cardamom there, the cumin is there, hmm? and so forth. So, so then from bhava Bhakti to pray, right? And then there are developments within Prayem that would take place in the in the Prakat Leela. So you know all this this progression and so forth. But uh, the three divisions, Sadhana Bhakti, Bhava Bhakti, Pram Bhakti. These are all defined in Rupa Goswami's first division of his ocean of Bhakti Rasa, Eastern Division. First the generic explanation of Bhakti, what is Sadhana Bhakti, both vidi and Rag, then what is is Bhakti? What is Pram Bhakti? And then what is Bhakti Rasa? The components of Bhakti Rasa are all described. What are the sancharis? What are the sancharis? What are the Anubhavs? What are what are and so forth? And then what are the staibhavs for this particular Prashanta? What are the Anubhavs Prashanta? What are the Stai bhav, and so forth? For Saky Bhav, Dasibhav so go through the different rasas. And then then okay, what are the combinations of rasas, which are compatible, incompatible, what is and libhogans. So, it's an important book, but uh, but I think that uh, it's a very long answer to your question, I realize that, but um, but I really think that what you're speaking about and what you see is, um, let me give you just one final example. When we were young in Prabhupada's movement, we were getting a 400 page book every month you didn't know if there was going to have four-headed people or 10-armed people or what hmm? and you were just like ready for whatever okay <laughs> and so you were just like receptive you were a sponge you you ready to you were ready to accept you know four-headed people whatever 10-headed people whatever whatever it was you know okay so Prabhupada had you, would you, stand up, sit down, stand on your head, turn left, turn right, you know, jump, stand. You know, we would have done it, you know, sell the books. If he would have said burn the books, we would have burned all the books. So he had us in this very, the kind of condition that when you join, what's your condition? You're just like you're really like, you're thinking about it completely, right? Is this right? i got to think about it rationally, and then I kind of like short circuit on that, and I just got to pray, you know. I want to find my guru, and is this my guru? And, and then there's that argument. I'm make, making it reasonable, and, and 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 I, you're like really, and then you're getting something out of it, right? Because you got to be like that all the time. Hmm? The tendency is in any religious tradition that's worth its salt, you get some epiphany, some taste, and it's wow! I know this is real, because this is different than anything I've ever experienced. But then, then you gravitate towards the fringe of the practices without continuing with that kind of intensity uh, that, w- that you were completely absorbed with, your intellect, your mind, your senses, trying to figure it all out. So you have, to, you have to be like that to make progress, be a student always. And like, you know, like some of these devotees who I look at, I've been working on them for years, you know. So now they're like sponges, whatever I say, just will go in. Hmm. Well, no, we like that, was it? No. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta create that, so, and 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 without that, then we can, you know, kind of go through it mechanically. And the solution is this: this kind of sadhāsanga. It's and you know again the sadhus are are they're they're meant not to just pat us on the back and say it's okay they're meant to challenge our understanding and push us and so forth and you know this old saying that sadhu means like to cut like a knife also sharp hmm? this is this is required hmm? and uh, there's just, there's not enough to go around ever hmm? so um it's not enough to get together one year and boom, you know. And we did the Sado and That's good. You know, this it's, it's, some. Sometimes I've, I it, people have written to me and said, you know, I, I really like your your. I've listened to your tapes. It's really good, you know. And I live in, you know, in an igloo in Alaska, you know. And so, you know, I hear you talk about, towards the Sado Songo, you know. But there's none here. So what should I do? What's the answer? Move okay then move but I got but move you know we moved I moved hmm, I moved in right <laughs> of course we were already living on the street practically so most most of us uh, <laughs> it was an upgrade <laughs> oh god I get a piece of ginger every morning I get a you know, slice of orange and some oatmeal that melts the wax paper on the floor I'm doing good <laughs> it's there every morning anyway
2: <laughs> and it's offered to of Krishna though.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, so <laughs> so yeah. I think we, uh, that's part of the problem. You know, good Sarasanga and receptivity to it. You know, that it, 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 to to look beyond institutional boundaries. We can stay in our institution. It's good. Cool. We like it. It supports us. It's good, so forth. But you know, you take an institution like ISKCON, which you know I'm a child of. So you know, I have my opinions about it. I think it should be like. That wherever there's Krishna consciousness, they go. Hey, that's Krishna consciousness over there. That's Krishna consciousness over there too. And everybody goes, Wow! If I want to know what Krishna consciousness, is, I just go to Iskon. They'll tell me it's over there. It's over there. The more they acknowledge, for example, outside of their own institutional parameters and the way they set it up, that's you know resembles the way Prabhupada did things when he was here, and they preserve those that sentiment and so forth. Just go Bindam Adi Purusha every morning. Okay. You remember, Prabhupada, and you know other temples do it different, whatever. But in other institutions, but in there they they just they're recognizing it wherever it is. That makes them stronger. Then hmm? you want to be in that group that's so broad-minded, and and we were talking about BBT. It should be it should be the the premier Vaish, Gaudiya Vaishnav printing press. So so if you've written a book about Gaudiya Vaishnavism, you're just hoping that the, the BBT will pick it up. You know. Where, regardless of what institution you're in, and they're looking for those kind of books. If it's a Krishna Conscious book, it's good. We want it on our list because we got an audience of people. And that's who we sell to, <laughs> and so we want that income. You know, risk on. You know, for the BBT or whatever. Uh, and and that's a way, of course, philosophically speaking, that you can have um, interact with other sanghas and, and so forth, in a healthy way, philosophically. And then each song has its own personal characteristics and way they do things, details, and and so forth. And you don't just try to say, your details should be like our details, otherwise you're not bona fide. You know, that's just like you know it's just childish to be honest with you. The details, if they're arising out of the same philosophy, it's beautiful. And Bhakti, even though it said, when I go into another church or a mosque, and I think, oh, they're worshiping him like this here. That's cool. He's pretty neat. He's accepting it from different cultures and different ways. I want to speak within within Gaudiya Vaishnavism, right? Hmm? So this this idea of and the implications of it, and so forth. Should, should be. It's 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 uh, it's it's beyond uh, beyond borders. Sadhu Sangha. Hmm. Sadhu sangha is the border, that is the border. Hmm. That is the borderline, hmm. wherever there is Sadhu sangha, uh, Outside of that, I won't go outside of Sadhu Sangha. Hmm. Institutional borders, they have their purpose and their value. Hmm. But within the Gaudiya Vaishnava, the different institutions, that, that's not determining the philosophy, that's just determining how we're going to practice it and apply it and so forth and, and so on. Hmm. If I can't, and in, 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 in. yeah. So anyway, so how the song goes. Okay, Jai. Arama Aaravaki Jai, Mitrasindhi Jai, Govir Premanandee Aribo, Vanchakah Patruvastcha, Kripasindhuvi, Patitanam Bhavani Bhaveshne